Jeremy and Matt here, just uh, letting you know that we're doing something new for this episode called Cornucopia One-on-One. It's a series of interviews, less scripted and less produced, but equally informative. Long story short, we had a lot of fun making our first six episodes, but it was also extremely time-consuming. Plus, it's pedicab season here in San Francisco, and we're working the tricycle hustle to pay the bills. So we're trying to produce something a lot more quickly here, and it's a bit of an experiment, but hope you enjoy. Toodles. (laughs) (laughs) This is Cornucopia. Cornucopia, the cult, culture, and business of food. Today we're speaking with Mike Movitz. Mike's got a 25-year track record in the food and beverage business. Currently, he's the head of the Movitz Group, consulting with investors and manufacturers to create strategic partnerships. And Mike and I work together at a company called Spins, a market research firm, and in addition to his savvy and insight, he's also a real mensch. So, Mike, uh, welcome to Cornucopia. Thank you, man. Nice to be here. So, Mike, want to talk about Amazon's purchase of Whole Foods. It's fascinating on a lot of levels. For those that have listened to our first episode, The History of the Supermarket, there's a consistent trend since A&P first started creating a national chain back in the 19th century. And Amazon's purchase is kind of consistent with it, big fish eating smaller fish, et cetera. But what makes this particularly of interest is the fact that Whole Foods was the leader in a movement that for many of us was about creating a different way to grow, manufacture, and produce food, a way that didn't put profit ahead of people. So the question is, is John Mackey a hypocrite? I don't think so. Um, I think that um, he has been able to uh, take a, uh, a philosophy and a, and a concept uh, to improve uh, people's health, to improve the uh, food system, uh, improve access to that food. Uh, from a location standpoint, I think a lot of people might argue that pricing uh, uh, is still a barrier. Um, at Whole Foods, but um, I think that uh, he, uh, the fact that uh, his company and and as a conscious capitalist reached uh, you know above 15 billion dollars in sales, uh, I think that's a great success story, and I think that um, you know they they have been facing a lot of competition uh, from their own success, the proliferation of natural organic products. Uh, through uh, traditional grocers and traditional retail, uh, I think is a reflection of the fact that um, consumer demand for what Whole Foods had and has uh, created more um, traditional business competition, which uh, becomes a bit of a um, of a price game. And so, uh, given that Whole Foods had not had to uh, differentiate on price for its first 38 or so years, um, now that it is, um, you know, in a sea of uh, many retail options and uh, and and outlets uh, to the consumer, uh, there are other ways that it has to differentiate. And so we saw that uh, in the um, you know past couple of years, as its uh, financial performance was lagging, 
uh, its customer counts were uh, were struggling. Uh, basket rings were were struggling. As a public company, uh, the directors of that company have a fiduciary responsibility to um, uh, address shareholder value and to max excuse me to maximize shareholder value. And uh, in the face of uh, declining uh, comparable store sales, uh, growth rates, and uh, margin squeezes. Uh, the company had a uh, had a responsibility and obligation to uh, reverse that the business nuts and bolts trend, and the dynamics in the marketplace for uh, consumer brands or for any brand for that matter. Uh, you know, there's there's an, the old playbook is is gone, and um, the new playbook is being written as we as we watch. It's unfolding in front of our eyes, and I think as Whole Foods. Uh, continued to define the future of retail, uh, food retailing, um, on every level that had nothing to do with price and commoditization that traditional grocery had, um, it suddenly found itself, as I mentioned, with that competitive environment. And so in order to then, I think, um, stay true to that uh, innovation and leadership uh, stance, <clears throat> to to um, maintain the uh, profile uh, and momentum of the uh, principles of Whole Foods and all that it stands for, I think that um, it very rightly seems that uh, aligning themselves with a traditional grocer um, would simply uh, be taking a step backwards in the sense of, of – uh, business philosophy and food retailing. I'm going to um, everybody's, uh, interrupt sorry, go to unwrap some of the, the points you make because um, in terms of differentiating sure. on price, can you explain to those folks that may not be familiar exactly what that means? Sure. If you have uh, the same item available uh, in two different stores uh, and um, it's cheaper, and, and let's say both stores are equally convenient for you to shop at, uh, and both stores are equally uh, pleasant, pleasurable of an, a shopping experience. Then you're likely going to be um, choosing the uh, to shop at the place that has the lower price. Um, and that's what I think a lot of of uh, business people refer to as the race to the bottom. Is that uh, if nothing else, if there are no other value generating factors, uh, then price is going to um, bubble to the top as the priority. And value generating would be local, fair trade, organic, things like that. Exactly. A mission-based business, supporting social causes, um, you know, being transparent and being able to engage in a relationship uh, with, with between the business and the consumer, um, you know, aligning with, with the consumer values, that it's not just about a transaction, um, that there is a, um, an emotional relationship that's there because the things that the consumer cares about are the things that the business care about and vice versa. Is it fair to say that Whole Foods didn't go public? There might have been a different path? Because one of the things that I'm consistently telling people is, despite the fact that their stock declined dramatically, but the stores were still profitable. Is that correct? Well, Whole Foods was a profitable entity, yes, but um, their their sales, their basket sizes were declining. Their customer counts, if I remember correctly, their basket counts. Their, I'm sorry, their customer counts and their basket sizes were in slight decline, 
uh, and the uh, their margins were being uh, pressured because they were trying to lure consumers through bigger discounts. What you were saying about fiduciary responsibility and looking for a partner to bring them forward as the big innovator within food and beverage retail, the idea of aligning with, with Amazon is consistent with their values, independent, and I'd like you to go into this a little more, of John Mackey's ongoing commitment to what he calls conscious capitalism. So if the consumer demand uh, and the dynamics of the marketplace are such that actual product uh, companies um, are arguably setting the standard for what what constitutes better, not just from an ingredient standpoint, but from a processing standpoint, a supply chain standpoint, a mission standpoint, and, and growing standpoint, an animal welfare standpoint. Um, if that's what consumers want, and the footprint of natural and specialty stores is 10% the size from a store count basis of just grocery stores, let alone uh, probably about three or four four or five percent of, um, of, you know, traditional retail in general across all type of outlets, then really the way to um, get healthier products into more people's hands is to make them available in more places. And so um, rather than looking at the um, prospects of doing business with somebody that, you know, used to be uh, looked upon as, um, you know, the other, and uh, not doing things the way that you would like them. Um, I think that there's, you know, it, it benefits to approach uh, business partners from a collaboration standpoint um, that both can benefit. Uh, and it's actually a win-win-win. It's a win for both the manufacturer and, and the, the retailer, or in this case, the e-commerce uh, business, and, uh, and ultimately the consumer. Uh, and so, um, you know, is is uh, John Mackey a hypocrite for partnering with Amazon? I don't think so, because the uh, ends of being able to uh, further accelerate uh, the uh, accessibility of natural and organic products, both through um, uh, avail um, exposure uh, to that many more consumers that Amazon provides exposure to, and the uh, operational efficiencies that Amazon will help Whole Foods to reduce uh, their prices for, at least that's, you know, the, the going um, commentary, then um, more consumers uh, will have access to better foods to improve their lives, live a more healthier life. And, um, and the supply chains will also improve because as more demand is there, then farmers and suppliers will also need to um, catch up to that demand. And I think it's a virtuous cycle, and it, it benefits everybody. Currently, I believe the uh, estimate is if you make an organic, certified organic product, which means 95% or more of the ingredients are organic, and there's the other 5% are limited to a specific list of products, it's about 35 cents more to the dollar to produce that. So when you say it's a win-win-win, what you're suggesting is that with increased efficiencies based on Amazon's gigantic reach, a lot of those 
differentials in terms of limited supply, in terms of price points, et cetera, are going to be reduced. Correct. I, I think what we'll what we will continue to see is um, that traditional CPG companies will continue to improve the healthiness of their product portfolio. Um, they've been doing it now for a couple of years out of consumer demand. Um, but we have to remember that they can't convert their entire portfolio overnight because they have billions of dollars in existing sales uh, from consumers that you know, just want it. And so you can't change everybody's mind overnight. But I do think that um, a generation or two from now, we will see a very different profile of product availability from traditional CPGs, uh, which will also be reflected in their supply chains and their um, ingredients and how things are grown, et cetera. So it, it moves on down the chain. And uh, actually, just as a quick side note, um, when I mentioned the win-win-win before about the manufacturer, the retailer, and the consumer, actually, uh, the conscious capitalism uh, tenants actually referred to a win-win-win-win-win-win, that's six wins. Um, and I'm not going to remember them all now, but it includes all stakeholders involved and the suppliers, uh, et cetera. And so um, it's not just it's not just who's involved in the transaction, but it's who's involved in the entire uh, chain of uh, events and supply to um, uh, bring that product to market. What I think a lot of us industry veterans are dealing with is the fact that in this digital revolution, in this era where 25% of all brick-and-mortar supermarkets are likely to close, and I'm not sure if you have any thoughts on the relationship aspect of those of us, I'm the last of the baby boomers, I know you're younger, but that relationship that previously was primary in retail to the new digital economy, and it is indeed kind of going to be soon kind of uh, just a memory of us old timers. Um, I, I think it will be. Um because uh, the the nature of, or I should say, the path and route to market and to the consumer uh, is a completely different one, and it is changing and transitioning. We started the conversation with a reference back to A and P, who was the um, you know the beginnings of grocery retailing, and they could not adapt and are no longer in business. Um, and, uh, you know, that's unfortunate, but I think that um, it's, it's uh, you know, there's some me mechanics associated with um, being able to segment different business players and, uh, you know, whether who are, who are the innovators, who are um, uh, the, um, the early majority, the uh, later majority, the laggards. Um, and so, you know, that's just human nature in terms of uh, who's able to change and adapt at, at what pace. And so um, the ones who are the largest, I think they will continue to uh, um, bring new uh, innovation to that uh, shopping experience to market. And uh, they will continue to, to grow and survive and thrive. I think it's the ones that are, um, you know, behind the times and still trying to catch up, uh, you know, it remains to be seen if, if, if they'll make it. Um, 
Uh, a couple other things, though, I wanted to mention. Um, you had referenced uh, the idea of the two two company cultures uh, between Whole Foods and Amazon, and uh, I, there's there's uh, plenty of commentary out there in, in the media about um, you know the differences in the cultures and how employees are treated, et cetera. I suppose it does still remain to be seen how uh, the two companies are um, intertwined and, um, you know, how the influence of one company ex is exerted or uh, accepted into the other. Um, yes, they are different cultures. Yes, they, they do have different ways of, um, of treating employees and uh, working in internally, but um, uh, I guess I am uh, an optimist that um, you know in the long arc, um, good good uh, always wins, and so um, uh, it you know depends on what side of the fence you're on. If good is defined as uh, uh, profits, <laughs> or if good is defined as um, you know benefiting society, and I think that you know we're we're we have to wait and see in terms of what happens in terms of the culture combinations of these two companies. Um, but I think as a society, we are becoming more sensitive to, um, you know, our higher selves and our greater and the greater good. Um, and so uh, my guess is, is that that will have a, uh, a strong influence on how, uh, how the business is conducted. Um, one other comment I would make is that when I was referencing before about, um, you know, traditional CPGs uh, transforming their portfolios, product portfolios, I am not suggesting that um, we're going to see um, uh, an Oreo cookie that is a direct competitor of, um, you know, a Newman's Own Organic, um, but I do think that we would see uh, a very different type of of product, whether it's, um, you know, less processed or um, uh, less refined, uh, healthier base ingredients, um, or what have you. Um, there's absolutely a struggle right now in trying to um, figure out how for for traditional CPGs and how to figure out that profitability model because there's a lot of tension between how CPG companies have um, essentially um, cut costs to growth uh, versus um, and and taken value out of the products out of the food that uh, that they're selling. Uh, versus the demand that consumers have for real food, and so um, uh, you know, there's it's a different uh, financial model, and um, uh, it's 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 going to be a hard change to make, um, you know, with with price and cost being uh, a large component that a consumer looks at when when they're buying things. But you know, maybe this is where. Walmart did it once before for um, helping the economy uh, with their pricing approach, and you know perhaps this Amazon Whole Foods arrangement will um, do the same for uh, better for you products as well. Mike, I think that's a really interesting last word. The fact that perhaps this Amazon Whole Foods deal might increase the availability and affordability of better for your health, better for the environment foods. We'll have to wait and see, and I'm not sure if I'm among the doubters, but no doubt we'll be talking about this for years to come. You can find out more about Mike Movitz and his business services at movitzgroup.com, M-O-V-I-T-Z group.com. Cornucopia, 
the cult culture and business of food. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our website is cornucopia.show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the supermarket. We'd like to thank you for calling Amazon Customer Service. This call may be recorded for quality assurance. Please stay on the line and we'll quickly connect you with an associate. After the beep, you can also tell us how to help you in one or two sentences. You can say something like, I have a Kindle question. Thank you.